Hello, my fellow divers, and welcome back to another episode of Crime Dive, where we take a deep dive into crime. I'm your host, Lexi. Thank you so much for listening and watching. If you're new, welcome to the water. We're so happy to have you. If you're returning, welcome back to the water. We missed you and thank you for coming back to take another deep dive into crime with us. So I'm not uploading on my usual day, which is Saturday mornings at 10.30 in case you couldn't tell. And that's because I've decided to start a new series on my channel called Weekly Review. This series is pretty much a way of talking about current events that have gone on in true crime throughout the week or very recently to kind of give you guys a quick recap about what's going on out there. I'm sure like me, you guys will oftentimes see videos on TikTok, you're scrolling through and you're hearing about something that's trending, but you really don't know a whole lot about it. But if you're like myself, sometimes you can find it hard to follow the person's video or just get a really good insight as to what happened. So I decided, you know what, I'm going to make my own series about what's going on currently in true crime today. This new series will most likely post either on Thursdays or Fridays. I'm still trying to figure out which exact day I'm gonna pick because I want it to be as current as possible. So I'll most likely just post it as soon as I'm finished editing it. And that could be on a Thursday or a Friday or a Wednesday, you never know. Now today's episode, I'm sure you guys have been hearing about in the media because it's been pretty trending for about a week now. And that is the case of Ruby Frank, the mother behind the YouTube channel, Eight passengers. When I first heard about this case, I saw it everywhere on TikTok. I was pretty confused, didn't know what was going on until I actually decided to make this video. And I just did some deep diving and I was like, wow, this is crazy. Now this video isn't gonna be super long like my normal episodes. It's just gonna be a quick overview of the key points about the case. But with that, let's get right into the case. As I said, Eight Passengers was a very popular YouTube channel that was started in 2015 by Ruby Frank and her husband, Kevin. The channel focused on their lives with their six children, Sherry, Chad, Abby, Julie, Russell, and Eve. It showed their parenting style as members of the Mormon church living in Utah. The channel had over 2 million subscribers and it was actually really successful. But the channel was actually taken down earlier this year and it had a lot to do with some pretty serious allegations against the parents, Ruby and Kevin Frank. These allegations eventually led to the arrest of Ruby Frank. She was charged with six counts of aggravated child abuse. She was arrested last Wednesday on August 30th at the home of her business partner, a woman named Jody Hildebrand. Jody was actually also arrested. Now these two were currently living together at the time in Jody's home. I'm not sure why exactly, I'm sure that will come out in the future. There's a lot that's still unknown about this case because it is so fresh. But Ruby was living with Jody and a few of her underage children. Now let's talk about Jody Hildebrandt for a little bit. She's the founding member of a counseling organization called Connections. Connections focuses on parenting and relationship tips. Together, Jody and Ruby actually ended up creating a new YouTube that highlighted the teachings of this counseling organization. And it was said to promote some pretty strict parenting styles that critics often viewed as very extreme and just a little bit overboard. Some people labeled connections as a cult and Jody and Ruby were said to use homophobic, transphobic and racist remarks very openly on the YouTube channel, which has also since been taken down. 
So let's talk about their arrest. On the night of August 30th, Jody and Ruby were just in Jody's house with a few of Ruby's children. When their neighbor was approached at their home by one of Ruby's children who appeared to be malnourished, emaciated, wounded, and had duct tape wrapped around their ankles and wrists. This child was begging for food or water because they were so hungry and so thirsty. This was enough for the neighbors to call 911 because they were like, what the hell is going on next door? A 12 year old boy still up here at my front door asking for help. And he's uh, said he just came from a neighbor's house and we know there's been problems at this neighbor's house. He's emaciated, he's got tape around his legs, he's hungry and he's thirsty. Okay. Is, he, is your door locked? No, I'm sitting outside with him on the, on the front patio. Okay. And he asked us to call the police. What's so he's name? very afraid. Her name is Jody Hildebrand, and she lives two doors up the street. Yeah, out here in Cayenne, the houses are far apart, so he walked just under the block to get to our house. He rang my doorbell and asked me to call the police. Does he seem to be under the influence of drugs or alcohol? I don't think so, but he's very thirsty and... Uh, need an ambulance? <laughs> I don't think he needs an ambulance. I'll let the cops decide that, but his ankles are taped up and he won't tell us why. Okay. But he has duct tape around each ankle. Yeah, there's sores around them. I think there's a good chance he's been... Uh... Oh, and he has them around his ankles. I mean, his wrists as well. Okay, this boy has been... <laughs> this kid has obviously been... I think he's been... He's been detained. He's been... He's obviously covered in wounds. Okay. Let's get the paramedics headed over that way, okay? Oh, that's a good idea, too. Police showed up to Jody's home where they found another one of Ruby's children in the same condition. And this was enough for police to arrest both of them and charge them with six counts of aggravated child abuse. Both children were taken to the hospital and they were treated and they are said to be okay. Now mentally their scars may be much more than we'll ever be able to know and may run much deeper. But for now, physically, they're said to be okay. The day of the arrests, Ruby's oldest daughter, Sherry, actually ended up posting on her Instagram account that she was glad that her mother was finally being arrested and charged for the abuse of her siblings. She literally put finally, as if this has been an issue for a long time and their mother is just now getting caught for it. And it says a lot that one of your own children can say that about you. As I said, Ruby and Kevin have been accused of being abusive towards their children for years now. And a lot of these allegations came from their YouTube viewers who would watch their channel. They would notice things in the videos that to them seemed pretty concerning. Back in June of 2020, it was revealed that one of Ruby's sons, Chad, who was 15 at the time, had been sleeping on a beanbag for seven months after he got his bed taken away from him for playing a prank on one of his younger brothers. Now, I don't really know what kind of punishment it is to take someone's bed away. That just seems like a life necessity. But for whatever reason, Ruby thought that this was a fitting punishment for Chad. And she even threatened to do it to him again. 
My bedroom was taken away for seven months and then you give it back like a couple weeks ago. I don't think our viewers know that. You've been sleeping on a beanbag. I've been sleeping on a beanbag since October. <laughs> and they gave my room back like two weeks ago. Oh, I'll give you the reason why I lost my bedroom. I think so. I think this is the reason. At least this is the reason that's been in my head. It's pretty funny, but now that I look back, I mean, it's pretty depressing. No, we never told our viewers. That I woke Russell up at 2 in the morning and told him that we're going to Disneyland and he has to pack. <laughs> and he got up and made his bed all neatly and then packed all his clothes in a suitcase. And then he walked out the door and I'm like, Russell, and he's like, what? And he's all happy. Has his sunglasses on. Do you think it's funny? Because... And then I walk out. If you think it's funny, then you... That was seven months ago. Maybe you need longer without a bedroom. It was not funny. <laughs> Russell got the big bedroom and Chai got the the smaller bedroom. Smaller. And Russell's bigger bedroom also had a bathroom. But what you guys didn't know was <laughs> Chad didn't get any room. Mm -hmm. He didn't he didn't get anything. He was sleeping on the floor in the family room. Viewers were so concerned that they ended up calling Child Protective Services in Utah, otherwise known as CPS. But the case was later dismissed. There was also another issue around that time where Ruby refused to bring lunch for her daughter Eve, who was six years old at the time. She had packed her lunch and I guess she forgot to grab it on her way out the door and Ruby refused to bring it to her. After a teacher texted her saying, hey, Eve's here, she's hungry without a lunch, she has no money in her account, you know, can you bring her something? And Ruby refused. She said it's Eve's fault and her punishment is that she has to be hungry. Just got a text message uh, from Eve's teacher and she said that Eve did not pack a lunch today and can I bring a lunch over to the school? This happens quite often when you're having raising children um, because I know that her teacher is uncomfortable with her being hungry and not having a lunch and it would ease her discomfort if I came to the school with a lunch. Um, but I, I responded and just said, Eve is responsible for making her lunches in the morning and she actually told me she did pack a lunch. So the natural outcome is she's just going to need to be hungry. And hopefully, hopefully nobody gives her food and nobody steps in and gives her a lunch. Ruby would even threaten to throw away her children's most prized possessions as a punishment for something they may have done behavior-wise. Only you say it one more time and then you're gonna lose the privilege to eat dinner. If you cut one more thing in my house. <laughs> I'm going to take the scissors, look at me, and I'm gonna cut its head off. Grandma will be so mad! So what are you gonna do? Are you gonna cut anything else? No. You promise? Look at my- She would hold things over their head, and she even said that they're not entitled to personal space or privacy. This home, you don't get personal space, because this is my space because I'm the parent. If you want your own personal space, you'll need to get your own space. Ruby and Kevin also sent one of their children to one of those behavioral wilderness camps, the ones that Dr. Phil always sends the misbehaved children to when they come on his show. Ruby and Kevin sent one of their kids to one of those. Where he's going to spend the next eight to 10 weeks living in the- um, Anasazi Desert. Yeah, the desert mountains of Arizona. and. He'll be with counselors and other youth that are trying to figure some things out. And it's reached a point where um, Chad needs to develop some very basic maturity and skills that he's going to need as an adult. And if you want a video on those, let me know because they're pretty controversial. In early 2022, 
Ruby and Kevin's neighbors started to report some odd behavior that was going on at the home. Now, around that time, Ruby had actually stopped doing YouTube. It hadn't been taken down yet, but she had completely stopped doing videos. It was almost like she shut herself and her kids off from the outside world. They would notice that Ruby would be gone for weeks at a time while she had underage children still living in the home unsupervised. They even noticed that there would be paper taped up over the windows of the Frank's home because they just didn't want people to look inside or they felt like people were all in their business with the abuse allegations. So they literally just shut themselves out of the world completely. And this made a lot of people around them pretty worried because why would you put paper up over your windows if you have nothing to hide? Six weeks before Ruby and her business partner Jody were arrested, a neighbor reported seeing the kids outside of Jody's home pulling weeds in the yard in a hundred degree weather. He said that he was outside pulling some weeds too, but eventually it was so hot he had to go inside. But he noticed that the kids were still out there well after he had already gone in the house. And he said, well, if I can't stand the heat, there's no way these little kids can stand the heat. Yet they were still out there. Once Ruby and Jody were arrested, the neighbors were relieved, but they were very upset because they had been reporting very strange occurrences going on with Ruby and her kids for over a year now and nothing was done. They're grateful that now something's finally been done, but they feared that one of the children would have to die for this to happen. And for all we know, had they not been caught sooner, that could have been a very real possibility. And if one of them hadn't escaped, who knows what would have happened. This is a very, very developing case and I'm sure much more information will come out. I think I might do an update video soon as well. So much is gonna come out of this case. I can only imagine what Ruby has been doing for the past few years or pretty much their entire lives. Kevin Frank, the father of the Frank children, he appeared at a hearing on September 1st to figure out where the kids were gonna go now that their mother has been arrested. As of now, Kevin hasn't been charged with anything, but I'm sure police will figure out soon just how much he was in involved, if at all. I do find it hard to believe that he wasn't involved at all considering the fact that he was living with them for a majority of their lives. So it's really hard to say, but I'm sure it will come out eventually. The proceedings as far as the hearing for the placement of the children has been kept confidential by the judge just out of respect for their privacy and for their safety. Ruby's sisters have gone on to say that this needed to happen a long time ago. And the fact that her family is saying that, wow, finally she's been arrested, that says so much in my opinion. I mean, for your own family to be glad that you got arrested for what you've been doing to your children, the fact that the people close to her weren't surprised that she got arrested says a lot. I think what makes this case so interesting is the fact that it was documented on YouTube for years. And Ruby thought she was doing the right thing. She thought everything was fine when in reality, she was hurting her children behind the scenes and her viewers have been picking up on it for a long time. And clearly it seems like her family already knew what was going on. They were just waiting for her to be caught. But with that, we're gonna wrap up today's episode. Thank you so much for listening to my first episode in my new series, Weekly Review. And I hope to see you in the water soon.